In my recent interview with Jonas Koffler, one of the co-authors of a new book called Hustle, The Power to Change Your Life with Money, Meaning, and Momentum, we discuss that now more than ever how it is important for people to take control of their destiny. Our interview dives into the political, social, and economic reason behind why the American dream seems like a distant dream. I encourage you to listen to and take notes about what Jonas says in this book because it could change your life significantly. For more information about the book and Hustle Movement, go to hustlegeneration.com. Thank you. And here's your host, Greg Voison. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I have joining me uh, from, uh, you're in Virginia, aren't you, Don? Yes. Yes. And uh, Don Green is the executive director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And I can't even tell you how long that I've known Don at this point, but we met at an event and um, obviously everybody on this podcast remembers the book Think and Grow Rich. We've interviewed Don, I think this is the fourth time. And when these books get published, I just feel compelled to let my listening audience know Don. Um, Don's been the executive director uh, for how many years now? 18? Is that right, Don? Uh, 17. 17. 17. I, I missed it by one year. And he goes around the country speaking. Uh, he is just the most inspirational guy you'd ever want to meet and one of the most knowledgeable men that, that I've run into. So we're going to talk today to our listening audience about Napoleon Hill's Daily Journal for Everyday Men, and also this inspirational uh, guide that's associated. So it's actually two books. There, there's the journal. You can get them separately. Is that true, Don? They can be purchased separately. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Um, or the ins- the daily inspirational book itself. Um, Don, I want to start off because it's interesting when you read the title. It says for everyday men. Um, I noticed you didn't say everyday women in that title. Um, is there a reason why you guys said daily inspiration for everyday men and, and a daily journal for everyday men? Well, we did one for women also, but uh, the thinking was that uh, uh, I don't think men are in a position to uh, give uh, women advice. They don't. Uh, they may be to a certain extent. I wouldn't say no advice, but. Uh, Women have a lot of issues to deal with that men don't normally have. You know, they have a much harder time allocating their time if they're in a, especially if they're in a workplace. You know, men mostly put their time in, and they come home and read the Wall, Wall Street or, or read a good book or whatever. What? But women have to juggle uh, uh, the uh, housekeeping duties, the uh, especially for a parent, and it's just a lot of different issues. And so we separate them. So we are. We're not trying to cover them both in one book. We geared uh, the book for men to men and the women's book to for women. And I and I did well, not write the, I did not write the women's book. It was put together by Judith Williamson, who's the executive is the director of the Napoleon Hill World Learning Center. Well, you guys, I'm glad to know that there's one for women because I didn't know that. So for all you women listening, there is a is a books out there for women. Now, you know, in month one in this, uh, Napoleon Hill has what I love is there's routine and a lot of things that he does. And he even talks about that. But he talks about the definiteness of purpose. And I know you and I have discussed this before and how important it is to, to have a purpose. 
Um, and in this, when you start all this off, you know, everything in this is kind of starts in January and goes to February. So you can do this uh, throughout the course of the year. That's the way it's designed. You could pick it up almost anywhere and start into it. But if you would, for my listeners, um, one of the quotes in here is uh, Leonard Nimoy, who just recently passed. And he said, the miracle is this, the more we share, the more we have. And I love that quote. And there's another quote right underneath it. And this is the way you've designed this book. Nothing can be achieved unless one is willing to give something in return. And that's Napoleon Hill. Um, well, how important, Don, in your estimation, you know, you spent, you know, 17 years in Napoleon Hill. You've seen all this positive growth stuff around you. Um, how important would you say is having a business owner or a man or a woman or anybody define what their driving purpose is? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty simple if you think about it. He'll define it better than I could. He said definite purpose was a starting point of all worthwhile achievement. Now, it's not, it, it's not nothing new with uh, Hill. Um, and, of course, after Hill, we have uh, Rick Warren uh, wrote a book that sold 30 million copies with a simple title uh, 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 about finding your purpose, purpose-driven life. It sold 30 million right. copies. And if you go back to the Bible, the Bible tells us to find our purpose. We have to, man needs something to strive for. And of course, some people, purpose may simply be to food, clothing, and shelter, but surely we can do more than just obtain food, clothing, and shelter. And it's important because it, it's like giving us a goal. It gives us something to, to yeah. strive for. And uh, and that's why when we talk about visions, uh, a goal is like a, a vision. It's not where you are. It's where you want to be. And I think it's I think it's always odd that people plan their vacations, but they don't plan their life. And that's the reason for right. Yeah. So you you advocate to all the listeners out there that are listening to this podcast, you know, find a way to define your purpose. And I will say to them, you know, look, if you read this and you get the journal that goes along with us, um, this is easy to do. You can also go on the Napoleon Hill Foundation if you want. We know there's a lot out there on purpose, but it, as Don said, and as Napoleon Hill said, it's going to create for your life. And I know that Rick Warren, uh, the pastor of the church here up in Orange County, that book sold, just like you said, 30 million copies. And, and the whole purpose of that book from a Christian focus, um, which is really good, is to get people to understand their purpose and to live by the, that principle. Um, and so important. The other thing that in month two you guys talk about is this mastermind alliance. And I, and I know, again, this has been said so many times, but it's always worth repeating. And you have a quote at the end of the page here. It's by you, actually. And it is the ability to choose others that can assist you in your pursuit of goals allows you to attain a higher degree of success and could not be reached otherwise. To me, Don, this this is a pretty simple principle of one plus one equaling three. You know, the power of bringing minds together actually creates something bigger than the sum of the total, right? And so um, could you speak with us about that? Because this mastermind principle is something that Napoleon Hill really believed in. Well, the, the, 
he had a prime example was Andrew Carnegie, who came over from Scotland as a 10 or 11-year-old, very limited schooling, went to work for a dollar and a quarter a week as a bobbin boy in a cotton thing. But he realized that in life through a, a re- reading and studying that he he wanted to get into things. He needed other people. For example, he said he knew nothing at all about making steel, but he saw all these comp- companies spread out there making different specialties, and all he had to do was get together. He called it a mastermind. The people that knew chemistry, the people that knew steelmaking, the people that knew law, people that knew accounting, people that knew finance, and put them all together. He was able to, able to form United States Steel, though he had a very limited education. And he didn't know any of the components for a well, but he pick, he had enough intelligence to pick people who did. And what did he sell out? His part was $350 million in, uh, I think, 1901 at the turn of the center, which is equal to quite a few billion dollars today. But that he credited that mastermind of being able to, to get other people. And it's basically is we can find people to do the job better than we can and we can go on to something else it's uh it's uh there's there's no man can can do good by himself i mean even if he's the best artist in the world he needs somebody to market his paintings so we can get a lot more done by making use of other people i mean even if you share some people want a hundred percent but a hundred percent or nothing is not as much as 75 percent or something or what your part does, because you have to share. You can't expect a mastermind for people to be involved without some compensation. It might not necessarily be money, but in some way that they have their interest that you do to see that uh, what you want gets done and gets done properly. Well, and I think that brings to a point, a faithful point, and it's about applied faith, is that you know, the, the, if it's a give and receive, it's a synergy that can occur here. In other words, when you ask someone for help, the first thing you should also be thinking of is how can you help the other person? Um, to me, reciprocity is so important. So when you get these masterminds formed, it's not just, well, I've got an issue and it's about me. You'll find that everybody in those masterminds have issues and need help. And you'll find that when you come together, you help one another. And I think that's the best part. And that leads me to this applied faith. Uh, You have a quote in the actual journal itself. And I love your quotes, Don, by the way. You say, applied faith to your purpose in life is the energy that will have you converting your thoughts into actions. Without faith, obstacles become roadblocks and give you an excuse to quit. they always say that most people, Don, are three feet from having that success when they give up because they just get so tired or they don't have the faith anymore or they're, they're frustrated or they have tons of anxiety about trying to get done what they have to get done. Can you speak with us about a few stories that you could tell or one story about oh. people who didn't give up and had the faith to go on? Well, the three feet from goal is a story. I, that uh, was in Dick and Rich, and I put it together, and we got a best-selling book. I use Greg Reed and Sharon, and Sharon Lecter, but I started the book, and it was, it's my book, or it's a foundation's book, and it's a story of a uh, R.U. Darby that did a gold mines, and and of course he um, 
he run into some difficulties to give up. But the guy that assumed it for almost nothing, he took it and made millions out of it. But Darby learned from it. He later uh, uh, sold insurance. In fact, is we've got half page ads taken out in a Baltimore uh, uh, paper at, uh, at he sponsored Hill to teach this philosophy in 1933, uh, and he, that's when he told Hill the story about quitting. But said what he learned from that was never quit again. When he's trying to sell an insurance policy, don't take no for an answer. So he learned something, even though it was a little. It came to him a little late. It was better late than um, never. But uh, I see that so many times. And of course, our books are think and grow rich and what have you. But there's more to it than just think. It's not automatically. The fact is, I've got a letter in my my files that uh, some man wrote one of our trustees, who's a doctor, and said he had came through the town where Napoleon Hill was born, and he saw nothing here to remind him that Napoleon Hill was here. And he said he had had an idea for 20 years to put a statue up for Napoleon Hill. So I was given the letter to answer. And I, I wrote the guy, and uh, I told him, I said, I think you propose a, a good a good thing. I think what your idea is good. I said, but let me tell you a few things I've done. And I just rattled some stuff off. I said, I put up a historical marker. It took me a couple of years. In fact, he's ended up paying for it. He's the only... He's the only author recognized with a historical marker in the state of Virginia. I got him mm-hmm. uh, on, uh, and and I got the course taught of his material. I taught it 12 years for free to college. It's been taught 20 years. I've got 20 mm-hmm. uh, Napoleon Hill scholars that are getting $4,200 a year apiece. I set up a professorship in him, and I just rattled off the things I've done over and over. And I told him, I said, I suggest you go back and read Dr. Hill again. Ideas are worthless. It's action. It's doing something with them. And I said, now, you've had the idea for 20 years. Don't you think it's time you start? And, uh, of course, I never got a reply to answer it. I didn't mean it to be cute or anything. I just wanted to tell him that, yeah, people said, well, I, I thought of that. Well, they're thinking of it. It's not good enough. You know, you and I can discuss right. an upcoming book. We've got to do more and think about it. You know, we've got to sit down right. with a piece of pencil or a typewriter or a computer or something and start making some progress. It may not turn out well. We may go back, and I know it seems the general public thinks that Greg Reed or, or Greg Voisner or Don Green or Sharon Lecter sits down and writes a book out and sends it off to the publisher, and in a few days he got them a book. Most of those things are went through 10 or 12 times, but at least right. before they get done. But your thing, the main thing is you once got started. If you only wrote the first page, at least you're started. And if you set you up a plan that I'm going to, if I'm going, I'm going to write a thousand words a day, which is not tremendously a lot, in 40, 45 days, you've got a book. But you'll never right. get to, unless you start. The, and those, those words echo so much. And Don, I appreciate you saying that because it is as simple as starting. But it's also the, um, the determination to carry on and carry through, to see it to the end. I don't care if it's a 10,000-word book or a, or a 100,000-word book. Uh, you've got to put in that commitment. And that's about going the extra mile. And that's number four. And you talk about this little formula you, that's been created, Q plus Q plus MA equals C. And it's the quality of service rendered plus the quality of service rendered uh, plus the mental attitude in which it is rendered equals your compensation in the world. Um, where'd that formula come from and what's that all about? Well, you know, I'll give you an example of going to the going to a restaurant, 
you know, they come and take your order, and they can take it and fill your order, and they can bring it on time, whatever. If that's all it is, uh, they're doing the same thing, except the mental attitude. If they don't have making you feel warmth and to enjoy waiting on you and so forth, no, because that's the reason you go. That's why you go to a nice restaurant is to be treated. And I know from some of the young kids at college, some of them get a lot better tips, and they, you know they take care of the table. And some of them at the end of the day have made a lot more money. And it's their personality, it's their attitude. You know, it's simply mm-hmm. their attitude. They all do the same thing. They take your order, they take it back to a cook. The cook fix it. They bring it back out to you. They all do the same things, but some of them do a lot better than others. Why? It's the attitude they do it in, and and some well, of them. But it's also it. It's also something you mentioned in this, and it's a, a great segue. It's almost like you're guiding it. The pleasing personality. Uh, you say a personality that's pleasing to others is a quality that can be developed. The many aspects of your personality can be improved throughout life, while at the same time enhancing your success. The example you just gave, Don, about how a waiter or waitress waits on you with that smile, with that how can I help and serve you attitude is about their personality. Um, Talk with us a little bit about some of the people that you've met along the way that you know their personality has been a huge benefit to them in getting ahead. Well, I, I can just I could just name over and over the 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 people that uh, I do, and uh, some of them was intelligent, and 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 some of them uh, wasn't. But uh, it's just, uh, uh, for example, I, I did a fundraising with Zig Ziglar one time when we talked about wanting things. He said it comes down to how bad you how bad you want it, and if that person mm-hmm. is performing right, they'll put on a good personality. They'll use their best personality uh, from from the uh, spoken voice to the handshake. To the warmth that they, uh, you know, and 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 some of them just like that. You know, I walked in a, I walked in a restaurant Sunday in Blown Rock, North Carolina, real nice restaurant, and and my uh, daughter's a CPA and interior decorator, and uh, and uh, and and she walks in, and this lady walks over, oh Donna, I'm so happy to see you, and uh, it it goes back, uh, it goes back some time, and. It is now this lady's retired. She's living in a town. The restaurant belonged to her brother. And, and you know, you could just see the warmth that they en- enjoyed with each other. And the, so much of their business is like that. You know, like an interior decorators, they go into her house and they've all got ideas about uh, what kind of paint, wallpaper, light fixtures, uh, flooring, all this other stuff. And they don't do it. They simply pick the stuff out and 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 sell it to their client with their client's input to it and get it and and get it done. But they so much of it is in their personality. It's not just a cold thing and said, well, we'll get you new, we'll put new sofas in, we'll put new pictures and we'll paint it and then go out to some furniture place and get them. It's the personal bit of saying. What do you think about this right here? And 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 getting a, and they end up letting them trusting them and letting them do it. But they have their input, and I said they have their personality in the thing. And uh, it's uh, it the attitude is. I said when I worked, I had in the bank building I was in, I had fifty or sixty employees. I was a bank president, and I and I let them all know their personality and their and their attitude had more to do with them keeping their job than their talents did. You can hire the smartest person out there that's got a straight ass, straight A's. And if they don't have that personality, they don't have that uh, attitude and all. Uh, I'll give you an example. My daughter was in school studying to be an accountant, 
and she wasn't a straight A student, but she had work ethic. She worked at the dime store in high school, and I remember a man asked me, said, "Your daughter worked at the dime store?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "That don't look good, President." The bank's daughter. I said, "Listen, she's learning stuff just not just in the classroom. I want her to learn the business world also." She worked for a lawyer in summer. She worked two summers at bank. She worked for CPA. But anyway, she said she's a tech. What gets closely, one of the girls was a straight A, 4-0. She was from a rich family in Connecticut. And she said she was talking to them what they was going to do. And of course, the girls discussed what it was going to work and so forth. And oh, she said, I'm thinking about going to Aruba. I went to France last year. But said, I'm thinking of going to Aruba this year. I said, I can't make up my mind. She kind of made fun of them for wanting to work. Well, this girl got one of the jobs with Pete Marvick and Mitchell, one of the large CPA firms, and on a trial basis, and if you know anything about accounting, that's my degree, they send you out to audit. They send you out to audit right. stores or what have you. So this girl was on a trial basis. Guess what? They sent her out. She peeved off all their clients, people who's paying her pay. She couldn't understand the relationship. You know, she could. it's the way if she found something wrong, it's the way she presented it to them. And, and so forth, and the clients are com- uh, that she's going out and, 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 and working for her bo- employer, they start complaining to her employer, and, uh, and they let her go. And, of course, she knew what she well, was doing. what I like about the story is this, is that the authenticity that somebody is willing to hold, to hold that uh, power of confidence, like your daughter. You know, over time, as you build this confidence, you, you build this authenticity. And the more confident you become in what you do, regardless of you having, you don't actually have to have all the skill set. You know, you can find other people. Uh, as they say, uh, be, I don't know if this is the best thing to say, but be, don't be the brightest star in a room of the most intelligent people. Be yeah. the person who can guide those intelligent people to help you. And, and when you do that, that's about initiative. And here's one of the things you wrote about initiative. He said, personal initiative is simply is a simple deed of doing the things that need to be done without being told, just like your daughter at the dime store. You will need to use personal initiative if you expect to reach your goal in life. Boy, is that so true. Uh, speak with us about initiative and action. You were just talking about action, but how important setting an initiative for yourself? It's, personal it's, 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 it's so important. It's, it's it's just really unbelievable. And, and Hill, in one of the books I, I, pub, I published, he told a story about a young bank teller. And it's a long story, and I'll cut it short, but the boy let a guy in on Saturday after the bank had closed, but he hadn't put their money up to cash the check. Make a long story short, the guy gave him his card, dehard him, and I'll cut it and shorten it off. But the guy was, was turned out to be Will Durant, who founded General Motors. But the boy's first day on the work, he went by the office when the they had a gong, they called it a bell that was off, and 80 people working there, they all rushed together at 5 o'clock. He doesn't do that. He goes by the, he goes by Mr. Durant, and Mr. Durant said, uh, uh, anything you need before I leave? And he said, son, didn't you hear that gong go off? He said, yeah, but everybody was in such a hurry. Thought I'd check with you. And he said, yeah, I'm drawing plans for a building. He said, there's a little supply room down there in the hall. Would you go down there and get a pencil and sharpen it to me? And so he goes and gets two. And of course, Later on, he kept doing this, and he gets promoted. But he used to go out and make speeches, and he said for sharpening them pencils, he said, of course, he got stock. He said that sharpening pencils was between 10 and $12 million to him. 
So, but a lot of people mm-hmm. don't under, understand that. They take the attitude, yeah, yeah, I, when they start paying me more, I'll get up and do them things. they got no reason to be paid anymore right. unless, they, unless they can do more than what they've been doing, come up with something other, have a suggestion or what have you. But on that same line is, uh, so Greg, I think it's all important. I've said over and over again, there's not many things I could do. It would surprise you how dumb I could be about a lot of stuff, but I can have some ideas. But I've always been blessed. I can get some, don't do anything that you can get somebody else to do better than you could do. For example, I That's love, right. I love, a, I love your yard. I love outside and all. But for 40 some years, I haven't cut my grass. The reason why is, my time of doing something else is worth more time to me, even if it's just reading a book. And so I'm helping some young guy or some person that needs employment, and I pay them well. I don't have to keep up the lawnmower, waste my time, keep those lawnmower servers going, get gas to, to put in it, and sharpen the blades and all that other stuff. I simply, God knows when to show up, show up every Friday and cut the grass, and, and, and I'll leave him a check. You know, and it saves me a lot of time. That's a great example. You know, I work with a lot of... Um, I consult a lot of landscaping companies and, you know, these maintenance jobs that they work on some of these big, big houses, you know, I, I don't believe your house is probably as big, but these guys are telling me that they do jobs that are $5,000 a month to maintain the houses, yeah. right? That's 60,000 a year. Somebody, so you look at it, somebody is willing to give someone 60,000 a year to let a crew come in and maintain their house property. Now, when you think about that, uh, and you say they have something much more important to do. Well, if they weren't doing the more important thing, they wouldn't be able to afford to pay somebody sixty thousand dollars and spread their wealth, right? So it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing thing you talk about, and I love that. Now, one of the things that Napoleon Hill and you and everybody at Napoleon Hill Foundation is is always been big on, and what I really like is PMA. You said to get the maximum results from the application of the success principles. The use of a positive mental attitude is unsurpassed by any other principle. Now, you know, we talked on a lot about positive mental attitude. You used to see Zig Ziglar and all these people get up. I've been to every convention there is. And they would do rah, 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 rah. And you'd have positive mental attitude maybe for a short period of time, maybe a week after you left one of those events. How do you help people sustain a PMA in light of the speed at which people are moving, the amount of problems people are trying to face with in the economy and situation today, what sage advice or wisdom do you have for people to sustain that PMA, not just get it for a moment and then have it fleet and leave? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with auto-suggestion or, or, uh, or you say, the guy wrote the book, uh, Hamstetler, it said, uh, what do you say when you talk to yourself? And it's the most important conversation we'll have in our life is the ones we have with ourselves. And we got we can give ourselves positive uh, uh, self-talk rather than negative. And because, you know, he'll says you concentrate, try to keep your mind concentrated on the things that are positive. You can sit down right now and, and worry about all the property in the world. It doesn't mean you can't do something about it, but you can't let it drive you uh, bonkers you have to think on things that can be done to make make improvements and i guess it's to, it comes down to how bad uh, how bad you want it but uh, you can't have good results when you got a negative attitude you shouldn't even be driving mm-hmm. your car that's when accidents occur when you're upset about upset about something or another or, or or whatever and you know you can't expect prosperity to p- become part of you when you detest it in someone else 
Uh, you know, it just don't work that good. We get what we send out. You know, if we plant weeds, we'll get weeds. If we plant corn, we're going to get corn. You know, and it's just a simple uh, law of nature that we get what we send out. You know, if you expect somebody to smile at you, maybe you ought to smile first, uh, you know. And uh, if they don't uh, acknowledge you, uh, you go out, of your, go out of your way to speak to them, you know. And it's the attitude that people do things with. Um, and it, I think it just—I think it just becomes a habit, you know. If I catch myself is uh, that uh, I'm getting naked or something, I want somebody to say something to me because it's not me. Uh, and uh, and there's always uh, there's always the good in in things. And I think he all got across real good was that uh, uh, every adversity has a seasonal equivalent benefit. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that we'll be richly rewarded in money, but it means that uh, if we do a kind deed or whatever, it'll come back to us in some form. Because if nothing else, it's put us in a positive frame of mind, and that's when that's when we get our our best performance when we're working. You know, we don't even notice it. Time is. Somebody will say, you know what time it is? And I said, I'll look and see. But you know, we don't have yeah. somebody looking for clock because they're enjoying what they're doing. They're not saying, well, we've put in eight hours, let's go home. If we're working on something, we work on it. That doesn't mean we might not leave 10 minutes early uh, sometime if we've got something to do. But uh, but we're not uh, we're not sitting there uh, worried about the clock or whatever. We're simply trying to do what needs to be done. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it brings to mind here, you know, this daily inspiration book. It's, it's full of uh, quotes but also opportunities to utilize those quotes as, as affirmations in all this area. And I think one of the things we're talking about is to get rid of that negative self-talk is really to um, cancel it out um, with positive affirmations. And I'm going to just say to my listeners, there couldn't be anything more uh, propelling to keep you in that space and for you to actually get a copy of the Daily Inspiration book and the journal itself. Um, we've been on speaking with Don Green, the executive director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Uh, it's been an executive director for the last 17 years about two books that we're going to put up at the blog and the website for everybody. Um, one of them is the Daily Journal can be purchased separately from the Daily Inspiration uh, for everyday men. And we'll put links to those um, on the uh, blog entry. We'll also put links to Amazon to purchase the book, and we'll put links to the Napoleon Hill Foundation so that you can learn more about the courses that they offer and so on. Don, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth again. I always enjoy our interviews and our dialogues, and I love speaking with you. You are just one of the most authentic, uh, special people in my life, and I just want to thank you for being there and being there for me. Well, I appreciate you, Greg, and I assure you that if people go through the journal and ask questions uh, about purpose and the other things, if they go through them and actually take a pen and write the answers down the best that they know, it will cause them to think, and the time they go through the journal, I'll guarantee you they'll be a better person. Well, thank you, Don, for being on with me. It's always a pleasure. Okay, thank you. Thank you.